Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name's Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Folks, I, I'm just going to get it out of the way. Man, did the podcast, minus Mike, have an absolute weekend, and it starts with the weekly perennial Blaze, the big winner. Fall break, Blaze, absolutely dominated. Blaze, Bernardi, Champaign, Illinois. Blaze, welcome to the show. Yep, uh, fall blaze, fall break champion. Um, weekend, the whole week off was an absolute blast. Ended on a high note with Oklahoma covering by 0.5 for me to come away with about twelve thousand dollars after we paid um Uncle Joe Biden, or as um some people we know would say, let's go Brandon. I have no opinion on that matter, but um happy to pay my taxes. Happy to have a big winner finally. We did this for fun. Um, Merrick hasn't been on the weekly perennial with me for the past five weeks, so um. Major FOMO right now, but I'll make sure he's with me the rest of the way for the rest of our lives. We were just talking about this pre-show, and 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 look, I, I I can't blame you there. I haven't I haven't been on you for the last five weeks, but the fact that Dave got a text message and 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 I did not to ride your coattails to victory is absolutely astonishing. And folks, look, we got a we got a real special guest with us too, Dave McAvoy. Uh, birthday tomorrow. Uh, everybody uh, out there listening, wish Dave a happy birthday, December 1st, uh, 2021. Dave, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, you mentioned it. I uh, I had a $10 free roll, and the only reason I put it on the, the rest of Blaze's parlay was because he texted me Friday afternoon and said, this thing's 2-0 and already. You should bet the other eight legs. It's going to hit this week, and I did it with him. And I got I had quite my I had myself quite a Saturday despite my college picks going 0-6, the ones that I reported on here. I, I still ended up off quite a bit of money. Yeah, <laughs> all of your games were not the power five. And and look, to just pour salt. I got in the burned wound, on a couple of them though. Can you can you just pour a little more salt in the wound over here and, and let our listeners know what happened in our in our friendly college football pool that we do every week? Oh yeah. So it's the Dave Senior invitational. He that we do it every week. You just pick ten games against the spread in our pool. There's only eight of us. And uh, you guys both went 10 and 0, which like hasn't happened all season. And typically you get a $50 bonus from everybody. But since neither of you won, it's a rollover again. And we're rolling over into bowl season. So you both went 10 and 0, except everyone ended up being a winner on a tie. You, you, you were looking at, you know, looking at a potential $1,200 payday right there. And boys goes 10 and 0, I go 10 and 0. And then we push, and, and now we have another rollover week? Just- I, I still feel like in the bylines was you win an extra $50 if you go undefeated. And I, if I don't you see, win. See, I, don't, I never saw the if you win part on there. Whatever. Well, you've, been reading, you've been reading terms of service agreements for the last week or so and trying to figure out some legalese with people. So I don't know. Maybe you could bring this to your attorney, too, when you talk to him about well, no, uh, points, points bet. bet points bet unfroze my, account, unfroze my account. They let me cash out today. Oh, okay. They froze your account. Yeah, it was funny too. I placed a big bet on the Titans and lost, and they wouldn't let me um, withdraw my account, even though they already gave the taxes on there. But um, problem was solved, so I'm back on points bet, and already placed the other uh, weekly perennial as I sent to Mike on Monday. So he won't. Mike, you gonna, get it on, you gonna get it on that one? He already Venmoed me, baby. Already okay. Venmoed him. I might. I, I might put that in escrow. You fucking think I put five bucks on it? Ride the money. Ride it while it's hot. Let's go. Yeah, I can't wait to go to Chicago and have Dave buy me a night, buy me a couple beers. Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. Well, look, there was a couple other, uh, couple other things to note from last weekend. 
Uh, but first, before we get into a few of those games, Dave, you want to give us a quick recap of the Rockets from last week and where we're standing? Yeah, uh, the only loss that either of you guys had in college was when we did Oklahoma, it was at three and a half on this, so that counted as a loss for you guys. Uh, Blaze, you had an excellent weekend again. You were uh, six and one all day. Your total line for the year, you were hitting at a 60% clip. You're 38, 25, and one. I am 11 and a half games back of you. I am. How bad were your picks last week? I was 0 and 5 in college. Yep. And I was Listen to an action network podcast. What a shocker. So I was 2 and, so I was two and 7. <laughs> I shouldn't have lost all those games, though. That's all there is to it. It happens. Sure. Like, I shouldn't have won the weekly perennial. It happens. It happens. It's, I mean, that's, that's why you play the games. Uh, and then five games back of me, Merrick, you actually were okay. You were 3-3 three and three last weekend. Uh, NFL has still just been an absolute dumpster fire for it's you. It's a battle. It's you're, a battle. You're 33, <laughs> 53, and 1. Um, so you guys can check my math and see if my uh, my math is right on the games back. I'm pretty sure it's close. So we'll see what we do here uh, to, to round out the, the season as we head out into 2022. Well, before we, before we hop into the, to the Power 5 uh, Conference Championship games, which we're going to talk about today, uh, obviously a couple other games on the Saturday card as well. I know NFL has been a little shaky the last couple of weeks. Uh, lines have been a little weird. Matchups have been a little little off as well. But um, I, want, I do want to talk about – one quick thing from really the last two days, which has been all the coaching changes in the NCAA. So you have Lincoln Riley going uh, from Oklahoma to USC. You have Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, going to LSU. Any other rumors flying around there from coaching changes or what, what are your general thoughts about some of these moves? Um, I think Lincoln Riley um, was looking at the talent he's been getting in, and he's like, wow, if I can't make it to the college football playoff in the Big 12, why the hell am I going to stick around and go to the SEC? Um, I think it's also absolutely hilarious for these flyover states that um, Lincoln Riley's leaving for the big, bad, liberal West Coast city of L.A. Um, but once again, like being a college football, I think like you look at these personalities, Lincoln Riley seems like a pretty laid back and chill dude. And I'm sure when he goes out to Norman, Oklahoma with his family, everyone's staring at him. But when he's going to L.A. for a nice steak dinner, no one's going to give a shit who he is. So Lincoln Riley's going to be getting paid a bunch of money, living a much less, nicer lifestyle. I can't really blame him. I'm kind of shocked with Brian Kelly, and I'll say what, think what you guys think about this. A Midwest boy going down south, I'm pretty sure a lot of these Louisiana people are going to think he's a carpetbagger. I'm just still in awe about this, this Lincoln Riley financial deal. They're paying 500k per house of his, uh, per home of his, excuse me, uh, in Norman, 500k over list price. They're buying him a six billion dollar mansion, access to the private jet whenever he wants to. Jesus, is he gonna, you know, bang the AD's wife next? Like, 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 what else is there? No, I was actually learning about this, and it's kind of funny. Um, in HR class, they talk about relocation fees, and traditionally, a lot of companies pay for the pay the closing play pay the closing um costs so i think that's what that 500k kicker is in but that's absolutely ridiculous paying for both houses he's got it good it's ridiculous these college football players aren't getting paid and these guys are getting freaking nine um figure deals as college football coaches Blaze, to your point too is the usc might be the best job in america just for that point right you're in la beautiful weather You've got everything you could possibly hope for from a major conf- or from a major conference football team. 
and you're on the you're on the hot seat all the time, but like you can go out and do whatever the hell you want, and no one's gonna stop and recognize you because there's so many other people that are famous there. Yeah, and I think, like I said, I don't think that would fly for like a guy like Nick Saban who loves being the center of attention, but I think for a guy like Lincoln Riley who seems like he's a pretty low key dude with already a wife and a happy family, that he'd be totally fine with this. And I think it's a little bit different of a situation for me with Riley because, look, Oklahoma kind of realizes they're out of the playoff, right, uh, after that loss last week. What I don't get is Brian Kelly having a one-loss Notre Dame team who's now sitting at, what, number six in the playoff rankings. They're one team's fuck up the Saturday away from being in the playoff. And now their head coach is gone? No, American. Merrick, I'm with you 100% on this, too, and it's basically the United States of America holds college football players to a higher standard than college football coaches who make millions of dollars. Like, Brian Kelly did this when he left Central Michigan to go to Cincinnati. He did the same thing when he left Cincinnati to go to Notre Dame, and he did the same exact thing leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU, leaving all these players in the lurch, not telling anyone besides his wife. It's a scumbag move. This is honestly not even the closest – closest bad thing that Brian Kelly's ever done as we know on this podcast and to all our listeners out there, but not a shock to me for a guy like Brian Kelly. And if it gets hot down there on his seat in LSU, I think everyone will see his true colors. Yeah. I don't think anyone here is saying that Brian Kelly's a good guy. It's just amazing that coach. O, like the fall from grace, we're literally less than we're, we're just a couple of years removed from him winning the national title. It's just absurd that like the, how quickly his decline happened. I know I was actually talking about this last night with a couple guys um, before the basketball game and like thinking about how much this AD must have hated Coach O. He hired someone who was literally the complete opposite of Coach O. Guys happily married, Catholic, Coach O's divorced for the second time, dating a 30-year-old Instagram wannabe model, doesn't speak English that well. Brian Kelly from Massachusetts, like went from one side of the spectrum to the next. We'll see how it works out. But man, this AD did not want another coach. So I'll give you, I'll say that. Yeah, interesting, interesting to say the least. But uh, look, that said, let's just let's get in, let's get into Saturday, championship Saturday. Uh, look, listeners, we are going to preview the Power Five uh, championship games, and we're going to start with a top four matchup: the SEC championship game at Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. You have Georgia taking on Bama. Georgia minus six and a half. I think that's a low spread, especially given uh, how terrible I think we can all agree that Bama looked last week against Auburn. But Dave, I think you like Georgia as well. What do you What are you seeing in this one? Well, the answer to that is that Georgia really hasn't played anybody either. And their biggest win was at the beginning of the year, beating Clemson 10-3. to And Clemson ended up being dog shit. So uh, the only answer to, like, th- th- the only argument that I have against Georgia is that. So I really like Georgia. I think Alabama hasn't faced a defense like this yet, and I think they're going to have a really hard time uh, stopping the, the Georgia defensive line. So I'm like I'm taking Georgia up to about up to seven. It's at six, six and a half right now. I would that would be one of my favorite plays of the entire weekend is taking Georgia. I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, they're allowing what two hundred and forty yards per game on defense. They have the top defense in the country against a a a really, really uh beaten up offensive line. I know uh Saban's been talking about that O line all year and just how underperformed they've been. Again, they've been a little bit banged up the last couple of weeks. 
They've got some second stringers in there, and I, I think that defense is going to tear apart Bryce Young. I I like him by more than two scores here, to be quite honest with you. I I think Bam is a huge pretender. Um, that that game against that that game against Auburn last week really. I think showed showed some of their true colors and really all their weaknesses that they have, not only on offense, but on defense as well. So, boys, you like the over here. I do. This is kind of just a contrarian pick here, I think, especially after last week with Alabama struggling to score. Georgia likes to run the ball, run out the clock. I think both these teams are overrated, and I personally think Michigan's the favorite in the college football playoff right now. It might be because I'm a little biased, but Georgia's best win is Clemson this year, as we mentioned. I don't know who Alabama – Alabama's best wins, obviously Ole Miss, but that game was at home. These team, these guys have not been tested at all. I just think um, they'll be playing the best team that they have athletic wise. And I think there'll be a couple big plays to get over 50 and a half. All it takes is one big quarter to screw up that total. And I think that's what will happen. Staying away from the spread. I don't know what to expect. I really do hope Georgia wins. So, they can kick out Alabama just because I think it'd be pretty cool. The four teams last year that made the college football playoff aren't, aren't returning. And it's a totally new set of um, teams. I'd agree with that. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Uh, definitely boys. Uh, look, let's, let's move over to the big 12, uh, here in Dallas, uh, Arlington, Texas, actually Jerry world. You have Baylor taking on Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state's a five, uh, five point favorite at the moment, five and a half point favorite. Excuse me. Uh, who do you guys like in this one? Um, I love Baylor. I think Oklahoma state's been a fraud all year and like they should have lost Saturday night. Oklahoma botched, First of all, I don't know why any guy tries calling a fair catch inside the five-yard line. That's exactly what Oklahoma Sooners did, too, leaving Oklahoma State with an easy go-ahead touchdown. I think Oklahoma State's a pretender. Once again, they lost to Iowa State. That's their only loss on the road. That's a tough game, tough place to play. But Baylor's battle-tested. I love that coach, Arenada. He's been there for two years. I honestly can't believe LSU didn't try and poach him unless he's really happy in Waco, which I'd be surprised with. But give me Baylor. These guys are going to be ready to play. They're going to be able to run the ball and they'll be competent enough on defense to stop um, a very um, mediocre Oklahoma State off- offense. I like Baylor to cover the five and a half. Dave, it looks like you have Baylor as well. What What are you thinking on this one? I'm, I'm with you guys. I, th- I said it last week about Oklahoma State. The reason why I don't like them still is because they didn't deserve to beat Boise State on that week that I had them. So we're at the point in the year, as I've mentioned a couple weeks in a row now, where it's just go with what you know. And we've watched enough games where we've bet on enough games that you have feelings about certain teams. And Oklahoma State's one of them. I don't trust them at all in this spot, especially laying almost a touchdown. Um, I think the game is going to be really competitive. I expect it to be low scoring, but I'm not going to bet it under on this particular game. Um, I'm going to lean Baylor. I'm going to take Baylor in the points here. I'm so jaded from last year's Oklahoma Oklahoma State game that I have to bet against Oklahoma State. Um, flashback to last year that uh, that Spencer Sanders uh, completely screwed me out of uh, a couple big bets. So I'm I'm betting against them all the way. Doesn't matter. Baylor plus five and a half and plus. I mean, it's basically going to be a home game for them. Uh, I would expect that place to be pretty green uh, rather than the black and orange uh, coming from Stillwater. But uh, look, let's move. Uh, let's move back east uh, over to the ACC. We have Pitt and Wake Forest in the ACC championship game. Pitt is a three-point favorite. Where is this game being played? Is it Charlotte? Yes, it's in North Carolina where the Panthers play. R.I.P. Christian McCaffrey and my fantasy football dream hopes this year. I'm as dead as Dave. <laughs> yeah, uh, after well, all, the, after all the chatter, me, you, and Hep are all going to be out of the playoffs. 
<laughs> oh, I'm stunned. Gary Gary keeps offering me trades too, and I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm he not, does. <laughs> yeah, he wants to give me Aaron Jones for uh, Lamar Jackson. That's his big play because he wants to upgrade at quarterback, and he he knows he has to give a keeper for it. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's all about the keepers, man. I saw him Thanksgiving break. He's telling me he wants like two and three of these guys. <laughs> then he's trading. You can away only jail- keep one. I know, and then he's. I know he just wants a variety. He just wants to be able to go any, meeny, miny, mo. I guess I don't know. I don't know. It's Gary. <laughs> See if Van Vliet to let him get uh, Tucker, and he can keep Tucker. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think we're all over the board on this one, Dave. You like the under in this Pitt Wake Forest game? This is an under out of principle because I don't think any championship game should have a seventy-two point total. Yeah. And I don't think Kenny Pickett's as good as everyone else thinks he is, mainly because I got burned by him before. Uh, as you like the recurring theme, if I've gotten burned by somebody in this, I'm going to go against it. I don't really like either side all that much. I don't think either team's that good. So just take the under. I know that's boring and I know Wake Forest likes to score a lot and give up a lot of points. Um, but if I have to make a play on one and all these games, I'll take the under here out of principle. 72 points is absurdly high. I don't, I just don't know what to think on this. And I don't, I think it's going to be a, I could see Wake losing 21 20. Um, I, I kind of like the under too, Dave. I don't think this is going to be as high scoring as everyone thinks, but um, I like Wake Forest plus three. I just, I've been out in the last couple weeks. I know they, they did me wrong one week, but um, I like the way that offense has been playing. Boys, you like Pitt. I do, and I'm going to give you a little interesting stat here. I did some research. So we talk about Kenny Pickett not being that good. That Clemson quarterback, I don't want to botch his last name, He's absolutely atrocious. And when Clemson played Wake Forest, they put up um, 48 points, and that was the second time all year they scored over 40 points. So I think Kenny Pickett's a better quarterback. Pitt has a better offense this year. I have no feeling on the total, but I just like Pitt to be able to win this game and win the ACC. They've burnt me before in the past, but that Wake defense is just absolutely atrocious, and I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. It'll be an. Inch- I think that's probably the biggest flyer on the card. Uh, I'm pretty confident in in the other in the other power power five uh, matchups. Uh, we're gonna get to number four. Uh, we're going out west to the Pac-12 uh, championship game. You got Utah and Oregon. Where's this game being played at? This game is being played in um, Las Vegas. Oh, it's in Vegas this year? Play. Yeah, it used to be in San Francisco until yes. the stadium finished. So actually, a cool atmosphere. Cool. I don't know if it'd be filled up. Merrick, I'll take the interlude to this one because I love that quote. And this quote's from our Andrew High School team when we lost to HF to win the conference, won HF to win the conference, and then lost to them in the playoffs. So um, PTSD, scarred for life. You can't beat a football team twice in the same season in high school or college football. It's just a fact. Merrick, you're taking my advice and like like Oregon, explain to our listeners why. It, ex- exactly that. It's it's hard to beat a team twice in the year. I <laughs> Look, I think the only team that's done it was my fantasy football team this year against Dave. <laughs> and and other than that, like there's there's just not many instances this year in sports where that's happened. So look, boys, I'm riding with you on that. Hard you and you fun. and everybody else who got to play me. <laughs> I think it was fucking Merrick, terrible. That was, Merrick, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. So smooth. So smooth. Merrick, I'm with you too. And I think the thing is with this as well is like Oregon was plus three on the road at Utah and it's the same spread on a neutral field. Weird stuff happens at Utah at night. Weirder than the stuff that goes on with me and Champagne. Um, so I like Oregon plus three. So we'll take that. And then um, Dave can try and tell us why we should be on Utah. But I disagree. You only, you know, the only reason why I'm taking Utah is because that's who I picked to win the Pac-12 at the beginning of the 
season on here. Um, oh yeah, funny enough. Right. Funny enough, you picked Stanford, which was a flop. Not that we didn't have other <laughs> flops, but Stanford is just one of the. I would love to go back. I should go back and try and find the show notes and see if we had we were taking notes like this at the time, um, and just see some of our picks. I definitely have them here, so that that can maybe be next week on a little bit of a, a season-ending recap. Uh, but no, nah, I got to ride with Utah because they were my pick at the beginning of the year to win the Pac-12, so I got to go with them now. I think it more has to do with the fact that Utah can still run the ball on Oregon, and that's going to travel no matter what. I'm with you that the atmosphere on, was it, it was a Saturday, it was a night game, right, it, at at Utah in Salt Lake City. So totally with you that weird things happen, especially at that stadium at night. Um, but I, I think more, like I said, it just has to do with Utah being able to run the ball against Oregon, and I think that I think you can easily beat them again. Yeah, I agree. You bring up some valid points. And so we're going to go from Las Vegas, Sin City to the heartland where the real true Americans play and America's football team, Iowa, plays. So, Merrick, give us your Big Ten preview. And are you actually going to be taking a direct flight from uh, Dallas to Indy to see this team play? Uh, First off, I am going to start with I will not be in attendance. Um, I was in attendance the last time we went to Indy. We all know how that ended. Over Uh, under 21 and a half plays. It was a 22.9-and-a-half-minute uh, drive of the Spartans uh, sticking a absolute dagger right through right, right, right through the middle here. Um, also, also known as the Never Talk to Me Again night. Never Talk to Me Again. For those of you who got that snap, you're welcome. Yeah, I think Michigan State still has the ball from that, from, from that game-winning drive. They're still driving down the field. Yeah, it, look, this, this game's going to be an absolute dogfight. I, I mean, I, I gotta go, I gotta go with Iowa on this with the points. I, I, I have to go with them. I know it's a Homer pick. I get that. Um, but I got to take the points on this. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. Look, I think they ran the ball. Michigan ran the ball extremely well against Ohio state. That is not going to happen against this front seven at Iowa. I can promise you that. Um, I, I think, I think on the other side of the ball too, that Iowa offense is really going to struggle. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be more than a, more than one score game. Um, I could see this being a 17, 14 type of game and, you know, Michigan comes out on top. So be it. They're probably the better team. Uh, but look, go back to that, that original episode, Dave, you were saying preseason, I said the Hawks are going to be 10 and two and playing in the big 10 championship. And here we are. So look, I would love well, how, many, to... how many defensive touchdowns and how many turnovers does Iowa need to win the game? Don't matter. Five? Don't matter. Six? It's America. possible Michigan State did it. I'm with you 17-14. I think that's low scoring. If I had to pick a side, I'd probably go with the under on this game. But uh, I thought it was funny. My family had Thanksgiving on Friday um, for a variety of factors. But um, watching that Iowa-Nebraska game going p- – putting Petrus back and all I could think of was with Matthew McConaughey. Sometimes you got to go back to go forward and they ended up coming back and win and beating Nebraska at an all time collapse. I couldn't watch the game cause I was actually at work and it, from everything I read and saw about it, it almost looked like Nebraska was trying to lose the game at the end. It was that bad. Well, it's honestly insane how like a blocked punt fumbles. Like I, I don't know. That freshman quarterback was bound to turn the ball over. He was running the ball like a loaf of bread, carrying it like a like a goddamn hot dog bun. There's, there's still there's still the two thousand what two thousand one two thousand Chicago Bears that went thirteen and three, and Mike Brown had like four interception returns for touchdowns that year. Like yeah. Iowa doesn't beat good teams unless they have fluky things happen. They've had a fluky things happen so far this year. 
I don't think it's going to happen here. I think it's funny that the total is, what, 43, 44, and Michigan's favored by 11, so the implied final score is 27-16. That's ridiculous. Michigan giving 11 points in that low of a spread. Iowa, there's no shot Iowa can move the ball against Michigan's defense. There's just not. There's nobody that can handle Hutchinson up front. Those DNs Michigan have, oh, my God. (laughs) Petrus, I feel bad for the whole entire Greek community in Iowa City. Hey, that that Iowa offensive line isn't bad. Don't don't, don't count them out. But, yeah, I I think that defense is too good, and and especially for a lackluster offense. That Iowa has. It's. it's I hope they. Take... I hope they do start Petrus for Merrick's sake, so that uh, Vicente Bedia does come back next year. Because if they play him in this game, he might just decide to go back and play baseball. Well, the fucking, <laughs> the prodigal son, at Iowa, my boy who I've been talking about for Ricky two Stanzi? years, now, Deuce Hogan from South Lake, Texas. Go Dragons. Um, he's he, he hit the transfer portal today. Uh oh, unbelievable! Is he coming so, back home? I, he might be. I, I could see him. I could see him going to a Big Twelve school. To be quite honest with you, um, but we'll we'll see. So look I, before we switch over. I got a quick question. If Iowa loses, are they the team in the Rose Bowl then, or is it probably going to be Ohio State and then Iowa gets a January bowl game like usual? It'll probably be Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. Almost certainly. If Iowa doesn't win, if Iowa does win, they're going to the Rose Bowl, and then it's like Michigan and Ohio State got to fight it out for whatever the hell's left. Okay. Cool. Hey, there's, hey, if Iowa wins, there's an outside shot at the playoff. You never know. Oh, my God. Get over yourself. <laughs> oh, my Get God. Get over yourself. I, I'm kidding. You think Ugh, there's, no disgusting. Chance that, there's no chance a two-loss Iowa team gets in over a one-loss Notre Dame team? No way. Even I still can't fucking believe that my bet of the year, my biggest bet of the year was that Notre Dame game, and they lost to Cincinnati. Like, ugh. I still can't believe Cincinnati was favored that game. That was crazy. I, this is the thing. If like they were playing at a like at Notre Dame tomorrow and Notre Dame was getting points, like Notre Dame would be the play again. It just would. Notre Dame's not that good. That's the problem. Yeah, but no one's that good. No one's that good in the playoff. Us uh, other po- other um, conference championship games. Speaking of Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati minus 10 against Houston. I don't know what to believe in this Houston team. Um, they lost to Texas Tech, and then they've kind of cruised, cruised in the American Conference. I've been riding Cincinnati the past couple of weeks. Um, um, they smoked SMU. They beat a pretty underrated Eastern Carolina team. I like Cincinnati here minus 10, and honestly, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be something like 45 to 14. Dave, you've got a couple others on the card uh, for the weekend. One I like. I, I'm – also in that Cincy game with you. I like that over 54. Houston tends to run up the score too. And I don't think Cincinnati's defense has been as good as advertised recently. I think it's going to be, I think either uh, Cincinnati is going to blow them out. And even in that case, like I think they're going to take the foot off the gas a little bit because there's no reason to get anybody hurt if you're up by like 28. And I could see the final score being like, like 35, 21. And we, we barely cover it, but we cover it. And, or Houston gets back in it at the end or it's a dog fight the entire way. So I, I don't think that total's high enough, so I'm going to go with the over there. I, I really like that over. I love that over. I'm with you. I'm going to ride with you on that one on Saturday. No okay. Doubt. You, got, you got two others. Two other ones on these other games. Uh, in the Mountain West, the, the total's 50 in Utah State versus San Diego State. Neither of these teams are really that good. Uh, San Diego State cannot move the ball hardly at all. So um, their defense is pretty good, and their punter is the absolute, no doubt, best punter in America. Um, so I like San Diego State, uh, Utah State under 50 there. I expected that total to be in like the low 40s, similar to Michigan, Iowa. 
Um, so I'm going to go under on that. And then the other play I have is uh, Kent State's playing Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is the Iowa of the MAC. They just pull shit out of their ass every single week and get wins. Uh, I think they run out of luck here, and Kent State is is covers pretty easily minus three. I, it's going to be high scoring. I think the total's like 72 in that one too. Um, but I, I like Kent State there. I've, ha- I've been on Kent State a couple times this year, and I like is that, that. Is that game Friday night too with the Pac-12 game? This is this one's at noon, I think. Let me double check. Okay, yeah. I know the Pac-12's on Friday. I think the Mac's usually on Friday unless they changed it. But um, if it's a Friday game and I'm feeling a little feisty, I might go for a little taste with Kent State, Dave. I like that play. Um, yeah, it's Saturday at noon, so it's Saturday at 11. That's what I thought. Uh, we don't want it anymore. That's just going to be a boring game, but I can see <laughs> Kent State destroying them. Merrick, how about you? Any other power? Any other plays you like? Nothing. Nothing. I think Do these the all count game? as locks for the records? Yeah. yeah you can definitely. count mine for locks. Definitely. Definitely. Honestly, I think the only game out of out of the Power Five that I'm betting on, I am gonna absolutely hammer Georgia. I like Georgia a lot. Too. I love Georgia. I, I um, love. Them. And I mean, I mean, we could tell for free. The only side that we were all on was Baylor plus five and a half. So I mean, the listeners could just go ahead and take Oklahoma State and sleep just fine if we all like the same side. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I have no. I'm not taking a spread this game. Saban's gonna have the boys prepared to play. Kirby Smart's still a freaking whack job and is not a good in-game coach. But they, they're talented. There's no excuse why they can't win this game. The other weird wild card is Georgia doesn't need to win to go to the playoff. They're in the playoff either way. But then, what do you want to do? You want to lose the. You want to lose to Alabama, so then you play them again in the first round next week. I don't yeah, think the committee would would have them play if you're from the same conference next week. I really don't. I think I think the standings would end up being uh, Alabama one, Michigan two, uh, Georgia three, and then Cincinnati four. So you'd have Alabama, Cincinnati, and then you'd have Michigan, Georgia, which would be a fucking awesome game too. Georgia, I would, I would, Georgia will be favored by six in that. I would pick take Michigan in the points. I would. I, Michigan's playing the best football in the country right now. I, I would take them and. That's yeah. Merrick, That's honestly my whole thing with this Michigan Iowa game. I know I love giving you shit about Iowa nonstop because it's so much fun. Um, but so Michigan, it, like it's Michigan, has only lost a fluky game this year that they should have won, and Iowa only beats teams that are good with fluky games. So the only way I see Iowa winning is if it's just a weird fucking game. To your point, if it's like ten to six, Michigan's up ten six, and Iowa happens to like scoop up a goofy fumble at the end of the game and like go down to score. Like that's the only way I see them winning. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't, I don't think the Hawks are going to win, but, uh, I good do for like, Harbaugh I do like too. Points. What's that? Good for Harbaugh. Yeah. Good for him. Dave, like your brother-in-law said, and like what I said in the podcast last week, Getting rid of Don Brown was the best thing to happen to this football program. It really was. You you think just like calling the same defensive plays against the same opponent for five straight years is like absolute madness? It is. And they finally figured it out. That's why. And they shut him down. All right, you guys. That I think that's good for college. What else do we got for for NFL? Let's go to Sunday. Let's go to Sunday. We'll actually go to Monday first, and I think it's the best game, and me and Dave both like them. I love the Bills minus two and a half. I think this line should be probably a touchdown. Am I wrong to think that? Probably not. Um, the Patriots are going to be a, a public team now, I think. Uh, but the Bills are kind of a public team, too. I think the, the public will probably end up being with us on the Bills minus two and a half. Um, yeah. there's. I mean, you've seen plenty of times this year where Josh Allen struggled. Um, so it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that this is a low-scoring game. And I, I think the total reflects that. I think it's like, what, 44, low 40s? Yeah, I like um, it. 
But I, I really like the Bills here at home on Monday night. And I think it's kind of one of these situations where the Bills know that they can still win the division and it's kind of like a put-up-or-shut-up game and, and still playing your big brother, the Patriots that have dominated you forever and proving that this is still your division to lose. Like, that's the thing for me. I think this crowd's going to be absolutely wild. And Jones is still a rookie quarterback. And that's going to be a pretty hostile environment he's going into. It's going to be chilly. He's not going to be used to that. I love Buffalo here. I, I think this is a game where the Buffalo crowd just takes – is just too valuable here and just makes it unbearable for New England and that offense to be able to move the ball at all. Give me Buffalo minus two and a half. That might be a big boy bet depending on how this weekend goes. If another weekly perennial hits. I'm, I might only bet the perennial from here on out. Me and you, me and Blaze, me and you have both gotten burned quite a few times this year on just betting against the Patriots because we don't think they're that good. I know. I did on Sunday, so. Boys, why, why, do, why do you like the Bears at home against the, against the Cardinals? Um, This is just another, like, contrarian pick, but also um, winter weather in Chicago, December, I think it's actually only going to be, like, low 50s, low 40s. Arizona team in the desert traveling to the Midwest. I don't think they're. I think they're going to be looking ahead to the schedule. They still got to play. They still got to play Los Angeles. They still got to play San Francisco again. I think they're going to take the Bears for granted. And whatever they want to say is Andy Dalton's a pretty competent quarterback. I think the execution is lacking sometimes, especially with the play calling with Matt Nagy. Um, and speaking of, at the Illinois Notre Dame basketball game, the student section started a fire Nagy chant, which was absolutely hilarious last night. Oh but um, yeah, I here like- we sit. Oh, I I know we're all su- surprised that the patch wasn't right about that. The <laughs> fucking um, patch. I think the patch was right, and the Bears are so incompetent they changed the they changed the narrative that he's going to get fired at the end of the year instead of Thanksgiving. But I don't no, think that's- the Bears. I don't think the Bears win this game. I think they lose by like a touchdown. Co- cover the hook. So that's why I like the Bears. Is Kyler Murray going to play? Um, I think he is with the spread. He is. Boys, you got one other on the card. You got you got the Chargers game. I do, and this is going back to um, principle. <laughs> principle that's a factor. Do I don't think the Chargers have covered a spread since maybe September, October first. So I like the Chargers um, on the road plus three at Cincinnati. Everyone's going to be on Cincinnati after they absolutely whooped Ben Roethlisberger into retirement into a bathroom stall and Mike Tomlin. I like um, the Chargers and Herbert to kind of wake up. This is their put up or shut up game, as Dave said earlier. Chargers plus three. I think they went outright, and just the fact they're due. Dave, you're on this game too, but in a different facet. You like the over. I'm going with the over the total. I don't think the Chargers defense is any good at all at this point. So I'm going to take the over in that. It's 50 and a half. I think it sails over. That's my only real handicap on this. I think it could be a high-scoring game. Both offenses can score. We know that the Chargers will throw the ball and do basically whatever it takes to, to, to outscore somebody. They're not really going to slow it down, it doesn't seem like. So I've gotten burned every which way on the Chargers this year, too. That's why I think it's funny that Blaze's picks are the Bears, who you know have just fucked with me my entire life, the Chargers, who fucked me all year, and then just going against the Patriots. This is like the Dave McAvoy special right here. That's a three time zone changeover too. I do. I God, that's another over that you're picking that I that I really like. It's not on my card, but it might it might crawl its way onto it before Sunday. Um, you got one last one in the NFL, a game I wouldn't even touch uh, with a ten foot pole. Giants Dolphins. Ugh. So this thing, this totals at forty one, and I saw on the ticker as we were getting ready to record here that. Daniel Jones probably isn't going to play because he's got a strained neck. 
so I might just take this one off the card altogether. Dude, that's now, addition by subtraction with Daniel now, Jones not playing. But do you know who the backup is there? He can't be worse. It's Mike Glennon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Giraffe Glennon? So I looked it up. So I'm going to leave it on my card just as like a matter of principle. It's still a very low total. I was right on betting the under last week. It was one of my only wins last week in that Bears-Lions uh, low total. But the Dolphins have been playing a little bit better lately. I, I'm going to just go with over the 41 total here. It's a low total. Let's go with over. Dude, Mike Glennon at quarterback. There's no way that's more than a 17-10 ball game. Um, you two got any other picks before we wrap up the NFL? No. Who do you got this weekend? I'm going back to Blaze's favorite on Thursday. I like the Cowboys. Minus four. You got a, a bottom six defense in the Saints plus a, a, a beaten up Alvin Kamara. Cowboys all day in New Orleans, minus four. Go ahead and parlay that on Sunday, too. Buccaneers, minus 11. Tampa Bay got back on track with a big win last week. They're playing arguably the worst team in the NFL in Atlanta. Um, Matt Ryan, just hang him up already, buddy. Ridley, God knows what's happening. I, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. It seems like nobody on the Falcons wants to wants to be suiting up right now, maybe other than Kyle Pitts, but... Um, I, I think the Bucks defense is going to lock him down pretty quickly. Uh, and Matt Ryan's not going to have anywhere else to go. That's a big line. It's 11 points. Buccaneers uh, parlayed again with the Cowboys on Thursday. But, look, Dave, before we could go celebrate your birthday, we do got to check in. Boys, I don't know what the weather's like in South Bend. I don't know if it's hot with all these couches getting lit on fire. I, I don't know if people are, are chanting Urban Meyer in the streets. What What's the scene like in South Bend? What's the weather situation for the weekend? Does this, when does this update there? to uh, the weather in Baton Rouge, by the way? Well, uh, this is Blaze Bernardi, um, weatherman at uh, South Bend, Indiana, NBC. And uh, this will be my last broadcast because I'm moving down to Baton Rouge after uh, this week with Brian Kelly. Um, but for real, Saturday, it's a beautiful fall day. Uh, Brian Kelly won't be experiencing it. He'll be boiling some crawfish probably. Saturday got a, a, not a cloud in the sky, high of 42, low of 31. Grad students embraced all those whistleblower calls to OSHA are um, gone now. They're they're erased on the hard drive. Uh, winds 12, mile, 12 miles an hour. So, Merrick, I don't know if you, you saw uh, what our account, the three the three guys account, posted on Twitter. What was it, Blaze? Chris Long posted that. Yeah, posted this NFL is it was the back. worst thing. The worst thing that Brian Kelly did to these players, or the worst thing that Brian Kelly did was schedule a 7 a.m. meeting for these guys and have it only last 11 minutes only to be leaving on them. And Blaze commented, I don't think it's the worst thing Brian Kelly's ever done. <laughs> and I sent, Blaze another, I sent Blaze another one. It was like the, uh, I think the Key and Peele guy sweating, where he was like, it was like all uh, video interns at LSU right now. And the yeah. I'm sweating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that's fantastic. That's actually that's actually fantastic. Yeah, I will promise for the weekly perennial I'll post on Twitter before the games start on Friday. If any of our followers want to give it a go. Oh no, hey, I'm riding be- it with you one more time. We gotta keep going to the well now. Boys, boys, I'm I'm riding or dying with you from here on out, buddy. I ain't missing another payday like that. Well, this um, is the we- last one. We might yeah, do one for bull season. We might do two for bull season. 
Yeah, I mean, you do know that every Saturday thereafter has like a million college basketball games, right? I can't remember yeah. if I did it for college basketball or not, though, last year. Me and you just had that one weekend where I went down to Champaign and we, we hit a bunch of ones and we hit like that four teamer. Remember that? Yeah, I think that was it. I don't know if we maybe we'll do it. We got a we got a we got a lot of bullets now, so uh, <laughs> That's true. we could do weekly perennials in college basketball season. I mean, what did it what did it pay out? Like over a hundred to one. We can do this every week for like two years. It paid out with the boost, eight hundred eighty to one. Jesus Christ! Yeah, there's there's no limit on the boost on points bet like DraftKings. <clears throat> wow. Hey, Dave. Dave, I'm no ma- I'm no math guy. But that's that's a lot of that's a lot of years of, of bullets. That's almost seventeen years of weekly perennials paid for. Blaze t- Blaze text, texted me and told me that he invested in some perennial, and he said he ain't got to worry about money no more. And I said that's good. One last thing, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> and then he took that money, invested in some Apple company, in some fruit company. <laughs> Since Blaze is a gazillionaire and he likes doing it so much, he cut that grass for free. He cut that grass for free. <laughs> All right, Dave, I think we want to do something before we go since it's your birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, are we going to start singing to him on the show? Cumpleaños feliz. <laughs> Cumpleaños feliz. Cumpleaños, Senor McAvoy. Cumpleaños feliz. This is from Spanish class back in the day. I was going to say. America took German, so he didn't know that. Yeah, even though even though I, I live in Texas, uh, I don't know any Spanish. Not a lick other than the word no. And, no. Uh, poor, poor no means no. No. No means no in Spanish, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been fun. Hey, no hey, further t- comments. T- Tonight, tonight's show has been good. We got, we got to celebrate uh, a couple big wins uh, from Blaze and, and, and our favorite coat Taylor. Uh, Dave didn't get the invite, got lost in the mail. Blaze, I won't forget that one. Uh, but, look, listeners, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, check out the Weekly Perennial. It's going to be on our Twitter, our Instagram handle uh, over the weekend. Probably check around Friday. Uh, we'll be dropping the episode Thursday. So appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll catch everybody next week. Peace. Don't you cry no more.